Welcome to another episode of the Real Life Lifestyle Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about habits and how hard it is to stick to them and why we don't stick to them. And also, I'm going to try to throw in a few recommendations on how to actually stick to them. Now, I'm not an expert on this. I struggle every single day to stick to my habits. I struggle every single day to make new habits, change old habits, you know. So what are habits? Well, habits are things that we do consistently. These are actions and decisions that we make, consciously or unconsciously, and that it comes to a point where they become something so natural in our lives and something so just part of it that we don't really think we or we don't really second guess what the benefit or the issues it creates, right? So building habits is something that for some reason we start doing that a lot. Like the the time that we start wanting to build new habits seems to be at the beginning of the year, which is when I'm recording this. And especially that first week of the year. Oh my God. Do we not go crazy saying, I'm going to do this and this and this. I'm going to exercise every day. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And for some reason, we just don't stick to it. But why? Well, if you ask me, and again, I'm no expert on this at all. I think that the reason why we don't stick to things is because we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We create these expectations that things need to be perfect and that we have to suddenly become a different person immediately, like instantly. And that's not realistic. You become a different person by engaging in the process of creating new habits and learning new things. It's not the other way around. You don't become a different person and that different person is the one that engages in different things. So in order for you to become that version of yourself that you want, you need to allow yourself to do things at your own pace and you need to stop the expectations, which is what I struggle with every single day of my life. And, you know, let me give you a few examples about this. So, you know how I love journaling. You probably already know if you follow me on social media, especially if you know me, like in a personal level, you know I love journaling a lot. I'm obsessed. have to be honest, I am obsessed. And... I pretty much journal almost every single day, I would say. But it wasn't always like that. Journaling was something that took a lot of effort and a lot of trial and error for me to actually stick to it. For me to actually have it be something second nature, I would say. Like, for me to be able to have it become something that I really didn't think about. And I just did it. Or even something that my mind asked for. You know, for it to get to that point, it took a lot of effort. It was just not natural. But I knew I loved it. I, I knew I've always loved writing and I've always loved writing about what I feel. So 
before I started journaling or before I started getting into journaling as a habit, because it turns out that I, I've journaled all my life. I just didn't know I did. So before I started really being consistent with journaling, I used to write stories and I would never finish one. Like I would always sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to make this novel, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, what if I write about my life, especially my love life? Yikes, that is a big drama. But that's a story for another day. So I said, why don't I write about my love life? And that way, since I know what happens, every time I pick up the document again, I used to do it in my computer. So every time I pick up my document again, I'm going to know what to write because it is something that happens to me. No, no, that, that didn't work either. Like, I I didn't stick to it. I could have, but I didn't. Again, building habits is difficult. And when I started journaling, it was just another process of me trying to get used to doing something in a way that didn't feel like I was doing work, right? So in the beginning, I had all these rules and all these expectations. And I thought, well, I need to make my journal so they were beautiful and everything needs to be written correctly and it has to make sense you know it almost turned as a into a school assignment it felt like I was writing essays on my journals and I would pick it up use it today and weeks would pass and I wouldn't use it again and that sucked because that would get me so unmotivated. And then whenever I decided to pick it up again, I would say, okay, no, I need to start over. So I would rip off the pages from whatever notebook I was using and start again. And then same thing would happen. And I realized that I cannot have so many rules. There's enough rules already in life everywhere you go for it to be, you know, for, for us to create more rules when we're doing things that are supposed to make us feel free, right? So slowly, I started looking up information, you know, people who did journaling, people who did other types of things that I was interested in. And I started looking for the advice that they would give when it comes to this type of thing. Someone that really influenced me a lot was Aileen Shu. If you know, of if you have ever heard of Lavender, that's her. I've been following her for a long time, and she gives a lot of awesome advice on how to, literally, she says, you are the artist of your life, like, you create your life, and that's something that stuck with me, and is the reason why I'm doing this, you know, why I'm, I'm working on this podcast, working on the things that I've been doing, and the things that I want to share, because I think that the idea and the just the the mindset that she has is something that needs to be spread and not only her there's a ton of other people trying to share this type of of idea with everyone so I know I'm getting sidetracked here but it's important to share this because I think that it is important for us to give credit to the people that have influenced the person that we've become and, and the things that we've learned right so if you want to check her out, please do so. She's awesome and she shares a lot of stuff that is just something that is very beneficial for life. But yeah, she talks a lot about journaling. And she was one of the big influences that I had that helped me get off those 
very strict mindsets. And I gave myself the opportunity to just write, you know, no rules, no pressure, no perfection, none of that. There were zero expectations. Just journaling was going to become a tool, not a project, you know. It was not going to be something that needed to be perfect. It was something that needed to fill its purpose. You know, it needed to do what I needed it to do. That's it. And so when I started removing those rules and I started just letting myself use the pages to vent, use the pages to explore my creativity and write whatever was in my mind and empty my brain and, you know, just, I looked up prompts on Pinterest and in different social media and I just looked up different things that people were doing with, with their journals. And instead of creating, oh, this journal has to be specifically for this, I actually just did everything in my same, you know, in the same journal that I was using. And eventually that started loosening, you know, my mind and allowing me to just write, which is the important part. I knew that I couldn't expect it to be perfect because how can I expect something to be perfect when I haven't practiced it, right? So I needed to take that first step. And the first step was actually writing in it, which is the purpose of the journal. The embellishments, the aesthetics, the stickers, the stationary materials, that could come in another moment. But for the most part, in the beginning, I needed it to be something that freed me from everything, you know, from life from society, from expectations, from people's opinions and criticism and all that stuff. And how could I do that if I didn't free myself from those things that came from myself? Because when it's your journal, it's just you and your journal. It's just you and your pencil, you and your thoughts. So, you know, you cannot create a hostile environment for yourself when what you're seeking out of it is freedom, right? So your journal needs to be your safe space. That's why so many people recommend that you keep them secret. Those are, you know, your journals are for your eyes only. You can share things if you want, if you feel driven to do so. But it should not be a public display. It should be something that you keep for yourself. Because that's your safe space. Those are your thoughts. And especially when you write things that are possibly negative, and especially when they involve other people, those are feelings that you need to get out, that you need to work through. And because you write something negative about someone one day, that doesn't mean that that's how you feel about them every day. So what would happen if someone else read that? Oh, they would think, oh, this person hates this other person. No, you probably don't. But it's so easy for people to draw conclusions when the reality is that they're not inside our heads, they don't know what we really think. You are allowed to have moments where you feel negative. That's it. You have you have to feel those things. You need to work through the anger. You need to work through the emotions, sadness, grief, anything, whatever. You know, whatever emotion that it is that you have, you need to work through it. And that's not something that people seem to understand, especially when you've reached a level of knowledge and a level of being in tune with yourself very closely. 
normal people and, and you know I don't mean it in any bad way but society in general don't know what that is because they don't take the time to do it they live a very superficial and this is what I gotta do type of life they don't really get in touch with themselves so they won't understand when you do it and journaling does that for you you become more self-aware you become more you you become someone that understands what it feels like to go through x and y and z and by understanding you know what it feels like to go through the things that you've gone through you start to you start to understand more what it feels for other people to go through x and y and z right so journaling was definitely a habit that i knew i needed and i wanted it you know it wasn't something that i was pressuring myself into it was just something that i felt I felt it was such a fun activity to do and such a, uh, it was something that I knew that was going to work for me. I just didn't know how to make it work for myself. So eventually it just became something that I did every single day. And what I did was keeping my journal close to me somewhere I could see it. Obviously I would forget sometimes, even if it was, you know, like right there in front of me, but it's something that I just kept trying, you know, I stopped telling myself, oh, since I left it, I need to start again, no, I pick up where I left off, and I stopped saying to myself, oh, this needs to be perfectly written, no, if I made a mistake, if I didn't write it correctly, if that word did not go there, or I didn't put that coma, or whatever, whatever, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, you just ignore that, keep going. And that's, again, another thing that I learned by watching people on, mostly on YouTube, talk about this. Don't obsess over the grammar. Don't obsess over how things look. Just write. Empty your mind because that's the purpose of the journal. And after I did that, that's when I was able to, actually, recently, I was able to start getting my journal game a little better. And I started including stickers and I started including just like little doodles and stuff like that on the borders. I'm even playing around with putting stickers in odd places in the pages so that I have to write around them, stuff like that. And again, that was another thing that I wasn't allowing myself to do because I, I for some reason I would buy stickers and I would buy stuff and I would always feel like, oh no, I need to save these for when I know exactly where to use them. And no, because one, that's a waste. Two, if I don't use them, how am I going to learn to make more beautiful spreads if I don't make the ugly ones first, right? So this whole getting into journaling and actually sticking to it has been a big process. I had to tell myself, you missed the day, it's fine. You don't know how much to write today, it's fine, write whatever. You don't feel like writing today? Well, don't write today. Or maybe I don't feel like writing in the morning. Okay, I'll write later in the day. But something that I always try to make clear is that you need to be careful that you don't fall into that trap of, oh, I don't feel like it today. That's just my body telling me it's not the right moment. Yeah, that's a thing that you need to do. But you need to be careful that that's not something that's every day and every day and every day. And you're actually confusing the old mindset with your body telling you not to do X and Y and Z or whatever it is that you're trying to get into. 
So it's very important to, again, be very in tune with yourself so, so that you know the difference. There's times that we need to push ourselves and force ourselves to do things because the things that we do are all decisions, you know. Every every time we, we engage in something, it's a decision that we're making. So we need to know when the decision needs to be made for us to be able to build a habit or achieve something. But we also need to know when you actually do need a break and you need to slow down. And Okay, maybe today is not a, a, a good day for this activity, right? So that's something that... Again, I've learned this from other people. There's another person on Instagram that I found, and they are awesome. Um, the Instagram handle is self-care creature. I've been able to engage with this person so much. They are so nice, so authentic, and they talk about precisely this the allowing yourself to rest, allowing yourself to go with the flow and listen to your body, but also to make sure that you're, you know, you're showing up for yourself, which is, this is one of my favorite things that they say, showing up for yourself, with, which pretty much means that you are taking the steps to do things that are good for you, or at least that's how I, I define it. So another person that you should definitely go check out. So I've learned to have that balance, but I definitely need to learn to adapt it to every single thing that I want to achieve. So because I was able to develop the journaling habit, that doesn't mean that every other habit that I want to build is going to be easy. It just means that every other habit that I want to develop needs its own process, needs its own adaptation of the steps that I took to be able to engage in journaling more frequently and yeah it sounds like a lot of work like oh my god for every single thing I want to do I have to do all that work well probably there's going to be things that are going to be easier there's going to be things that are going to be harder there are going to be things that you're absolutely going to want to do and there's other things that you're probably going to reconsider and be like well maybe this is really not for me but you need to be aware of the reason why you're saying it's not for you again one thing is negative self-talk and pushing yourself down and another thing is realistically knowing if it's good or not for you because it's impossible that we engage in every single thing in the you know in life it's impossible like one person cannot do it all but one person can do one thing in this season and one thing in this other season. And for a few years, I'm going to do this. And then for a few years, I'm going to do this other thing. You know, we can balance it out. We can change it out because life also gets boring if we do the same thing all the time. So times when I've been struggling with setting habits, which probably has been every single other thing that I've been trying to do. The biggest thing that I've struggled with, and I really need to get my my stuff together with this one, exercising, oh my, I can never stick to exercising, and I've tried different things, and this is what I tell you when I say that you need to be aware that you're not making the decision, or you're making a decision not to do something because your body says it's time for a break. 
and not because you're just slacking, which is what I do with this. I have so many excuses and I am aware that I have so many excuses for myself to stay consistent to exercising. Like I say things like, oh, if it's fun, I'll do it. I've found things that are super fun to do. And when I do them, I, I feel awesome. And obviously they're physical activity. And yet I don't stick to them and I don't know why. So this is what I mean. It's a process. The same way I figured out what was going on with journaling, I need to figure figure out what are the thoughts or what are the beliefs that I'm not aware of that are stopping me from building the habit of exercising because I know for a fact that I need to exercise. Like, I'm not even joking. My body is letting me know, hey, there's something wrong and it probably has to do with the fact that you're a potato. And now more than ever that I've started studying at a grad level and you know I'm, I'm doing my PhD and that stuff PhDs require a lot of studying a lot of reading I spend hours upon hours upon hours on my computer and that's super unhealthy I live I live in a small apartment that I don't have much space to move in so unless I start going walking in circles, which is probably going to be very weird, but probably necessary. I don't really go out because I have so much work. And let's be honest, it's cold. I do not want to be outside when it's cold. That's another thing. But I could put so many other excuses as to why I don't get physical activity, and I know I have to. So sitting down on my desk every single day for so many hours is terrible for my health. And I am aware of that. So if I'm aware of that, I'm aware of the risk of, you know, being too potato-ish. If I know that physical activity, you know, exercising and moving around and doing different types of, of activities are going to make me feel so awesome, why don't I do it? Well, that is something that I will update you later on because I, have, I still have no idea. If you have any idea why, please leave a comment somewhere or DM me or something. This is definitely a cry for help because I need to get my shit together. But anyway, that's to, to show you that every single habit that you try to build is going to be different. It's going to be a challenge, but it's possible for you to do it. Another thing that I struggle with is, I would say, healthy eating. And mostly, like, incorporating a lot of very healthy stuff. Like, I don't eat a lot of fast food. I usually eat 99% of my meals are homemade, you know, cooked from scratch, all that stuff. So I eat pretty decently. But I do want to make better um, eating, you know, food decisions. Which is something that is more on and off for me. It's something that I... Sometimes, sometimes I do it really well, sometimes I don't, but it comes and goes. It's a very up and down type of situation. Another thing that, this one's really weird. I love reading. I've always loved reading. And when I say reading, I mean actual books. And for a long time when I was a teenager, I would eat, literally eat a book. No, okay, not literally, but you know, I would read a book very, very quickly, like in 24 hours, 
it was insane how fast I could read a book. And not like really short books, no, no, thick books. For some reason, I stopped reading. Like, I stopped reading actual books. I guess it was because I started college and I got so involved in so many other things that I sort of like pushed that away. Like, I always loved books, but I, I kind of forgot about them for a little while, right? And recently I said no I need to start reading books again because this is something that I love and I've come to a point that I am associating reading with work and not with fun and I know that reading is something that builds you and that allows you to grow and learn and become a better version of yourself so I knew that I needed to be reading other stuff not just class material not just research papers and stuff like that which I do enjoy But it was coming to a point where it was just tiring. It felt like a chore and not like something I was really enjoying. And I also noticed that I got really slow. I started reading very slow. It would take me forever to read something short when I knew for a fact that a few years ago, I was able to read a lot and really fast. So in this, uh, you know, like winter break type of situation, I decided, you know what? I'm getting back on this. I am getting back on track. I'm going to read real books and I'm going to read for fun. But here's another thing. I love self-help books, which is where I learn a lot of the stuff that I incorporate into my life. But self-help books can get boring. It's obvious, you know. They're awesome, but they can get tiring. So I went to a thrift book uh, bookstore and I bought like... I don't even know, like five books, something like that. And beautiful thing about thrift stores is that you can get really awesome stuff for not that much money. And you're giving that item a second opportunity at life and, you know, keeping you from ending up in a, in a trash situation that's going to make the environment worse. So I got a few books that I loved. And what I did was I got a few self-help books but I also got some fiction books that I knew I would I would uh, enjoy so what I did during the break was one self-help book one fun book one self-help book one fun book that you know fiction book I mean or one book for fun you know not for the purpose of learning something I don't know how but in a month I read like I would say like four books four books in a month so one per week more or less and it was insane how I was able to go from no reading reading very slow to reading four books in one month like it's insane I think it wasn't even a month it was like three weeks yeah it was three weeks because this week when I'm recording this is the fourth week and I've already searched another book so it was like three weeks, four books, something like that, and I procrastinated, I procrastinated a lot, I could have read, I could have finished those books faster, but I procrastinated, and I still was able to, to read them, so that was a habit that I had lost completely, and I was able to pick it up quicker, now, let's see how this is gonna go now that I start the semester again, and I start doing work, and, you know, research, and that stuff, and class, which is probably going to make it tougher because I am going to be reading a lot. So another thing that I will keep you guys updated 
but you know it it all depends on what habit it is that you're trying to build the skill set that you have to engage in that habit and the mindset that you have for that habit which is something that I think I say in every episode and every every chance I get whatever it is that you're thinking about something that's how things are going to play out so when it comes to exercising I have a pretty fixed mindset and it's just negative it's just like oh no I can't do this yada 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 and that's probably one of the things that's stopping me but when it comes to reading I associate it with fun so I just read and read and read and read and read because I find it really fun I do get tired, I do get bored sometimes, but I just put it away and then pick it up again. So try to find what it is that makes it difficult for you to engage in that habit that you want to get. Don't push yourself down. Don't don't talk to yourself negatively if you don't stick to it because it is what it is, you know. And it's okay to go from being able to do something and maybe slacking off a bit and then going back to do it is part of the process eventually it's going to be something that's going to become more easy and it's going to be something that is eventually going to turn into something you don't have to think about so much it's just going to be something that is going to happen it's just going to happen it's just going to be something that you don't even think about you just do it but that takes time So give yourself the space to go from one side to the other and, you know, make that progress slowly. And if there's other things that are easier for you to do, then do those things too. Because it is important that we have small wins and that we celebrate them. And it is important that you celebrate the wins from things that are easy for you, but especially for things that are hard for you. If you journal today and you haven't journaled for a week, celebrate that you journaled today and be like, yes, I was able to do it. And wait for the next day and see if you are able to journal again. You journaled that second day, awesome, celebrate that. Maybe you journal for three days straight and then on the fourth day you don't journal. It's okay. You pick it up the next day or the next next day, you know. Don't let small setbacks take you away from achieving the final goal and hey there's things that you may not want to turn into something that you do every day there may be things that you actually don't end up doing every single day like I love journaling but I don't do it every day and I'm okay with that I accept that because every day is different and every day requires different things from me so if that day I wasn't feeling like journaling or if that day I didn't have time to journal I had to prioritize other things over journaling. It's okay. But I have to make sure that I keep on doing it the days that I can because it's something that I enjoy, something that does really good for me and something that allows me to work through things. So remove the pressure. Remove the expectations. Remove the negative self-talk when you don't achieve that, you know, when you don't achieve that thing or, or when you don't stay consistent every single day with something. Because, again... It's going to happen eventually. And if it doesn't, it's okay. Obviously, you need to watch out. Because, for example, if you're doing, if you're making a habit that is for your health, well, you need to pressure yourself a little because it's something that 
it is important. For example, me with exercising, I know I need to pressure myself because my health is involved in that. And I need to take care of myself. And more now that I'm still in my 20s, I need to make sure that I take care of myself now so that later on I don't develop more health issues and stuff like that. And I'm definitely not doing a very good job on that. So I'm calling myself out on this one. And some things need pressure because there's things in stake. But for the most part, the more pressure that you put, and it depends on how you do it, but the more pressure that you put, you know, the harder things tend to be. And especially in the beginning when you're just so new to doing something. So give yourself that space to fail, that space to slack a little bit, but keep it in mind, you know, don't just forget it. Keep it in mind and keep trying, you know. Life is about that. Life is about trial and error. People that reach success did not get there because everything was linear and easy. They got there because they dared to fail many times and they tried many different things until something worked. So do that. Be like that. Think like that. Because eventually things are going to get to a place where they need to be. I think I'm going to wrap it up with that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for taking the time to just be here with me and listen to me going on and on and on about this stuff. Because this is something that I really love to do. And I love sharing things with people, things that I learn. If I already went to, through the trouble of learning, then why not share it with others, right? So thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it so, so much. Please leave a comment, leave a like, follow me, whatever it is that you like. If you're not following me on Instagram yet, that is underscore L-I-X-C-Y-D-I-A-N-E. And the podcast slash brand uh, Instagram is at Real Life Lifestyle. And if you want to follow me on TikTok, well, it's my personal name. It's my name too. So please follow me on there. Leave comments, send me messages, ask me stuff. Just feel free to engage in whatever whichever way you feel comfortable doing so. So with that said, thank you and I'll catch you on the next one.